0: In the fourth chapter of Igeras Sachuva, the Rebbe teaches that souls derive from the innermost aspect of godliness, from Yudke Vovke, the tetragrammaton, while angels are rooted in the external aspect of godliness, the divine name *Elokim*. Thus, angels are referred to in scriptures as *Elokim*. The al quotes three verses, as sources for this. The first, from the Torah portion of Akiv, which states, For God, your God, is Aleikei the God of angels. The second, praise the God of the angels. And the third, V'yavayu b'nei and the sons of angels, came to stand before God. The Altered Rebbe then teaches that this external state of godliness is the state of letters, the letters of the ten utterances of creation. The Rebbe teaches that his father, B'Levi Yitzchak, explains in his commentary on Tanya that the three verses that the Altar Rebbe quotes are a reference to the three levels of angels, Srofim, Chayes, and Eifanim each level of angel is a product of another of the three worlds, Bria, Itsira, and Asiya, and that their life force is from three aspects of letters. In other words, the letters, which are of an external nature, are a life force for the three levels of angels via the three aspects of letters of thought that create the world of Bria, letters of speech that create the world of Yitzirah, and letters of action that create the world of Assyah. This addition tells us that the verses that the Altadaba quotes are intended to indicate that there are reference to not only the three levels of angels that are a product of the outer name of God elohim or the external name of God aleikim, and thus are referred to as aleikim, but also speak to the fact that at the experience of letters that give life force to the creation of angels, there are also three levels, three levels of letters. The name aleikim in the first verse, for God your God, is Elohim aleikim, the God of angels, references the world of machshava, thought, which in higher worlds has the creative energy. To give life to the angels of the world of Briah. The second verse, Hayduleleke Elaikim, praise the God of angels, references the letters of speech, which create and give life to the angels of the world of Yetsirah. Formation, and the name Elaikim in the third verse, and the angels came to stand before God, refers to the letters of the world of action, which create and give life to the angels of Asiya, the world of action. The cre- question, of course, is why here, in Igera's Hatshuva, is it necessary to allude through these verses to each level of angels and that they're given existence through different letters? If the Rebbe continues, my father would have sufficed with saying that the three verses are a reference to the three levels of angel. We could explain that the reason for which the quotes these three verses is to emphasize that all levels of angels, even the highest of the world of Briah, are given existence through the external experience of elohim But the Rebbe says, as my father adds the thought that their existence comes from three different levels of letters, we understand that via these three verses, the Alter wants to allude to the different levels of letters as well that give existence to the three levels of angels. So why here in Igereset Shuvah is this detail necessary? There's an additional question regarding the general discussion here in Igereset Shuvah. The explanation for why angels are called by the moniker Elohim follows to the previous idea that souls of men have a quality beyond all other creations, even beyond that of the heavenly hosts and angels, which were created and take their existence from the external life force of God, enclosed in the letters of the ten divine utterances of creation, versus the souls of man, which are drawn from the internal life force of God, and then experience descent through ever more concealing planes by means of the letters that comprise the divine utterance, Let us make man so that the souls can become enclosed in a physical body on this lowly plane. It's in reference to this that the Rebbe points out that therefore the angels are called by the moniker Aleikim. This idea that they exist via the external life force and the soul of man is from the internal, more intimate life force of God facilitates our understanding of why angels are called Elakim, and why, on the other hand, the soul of man is a portion of God himself, ki God's people are a part of God, part of the four-letter name, the tetragrammaton of God. The name elekim is the external level of God. The name Havaya indicates the intimate and internal life force of the soul of man. We would then seek to understand the following. If of all creatures that God has created, only angels are called elekim, like this must serve as proof that there's a special quality in angels versus all other creations, even to the heavenly hosts, who too are not called elohim And the unique quality is that the life force of God from the name elohim is obvious, is revealed in the angels, and thus they are so called. So we come back to the question, here in Igarasachova, the discussion is that the divine life force of angels is only from the external aspect of God. Why the need to highlight how their life force is unique, in that the life force of Elekim is revealed in them, why here? The question is stronger yet. Regarding the souls of men that are drawn from the internal life force of God, from Shem Havayah, the ineffable name of God, which is relevant specifically to the discussion of tshuva, the souls return to its He, the function of tshuva being to return the letter He of the divine name, Havayah, to reattach it to the level represented by the letter that precedes it, just as it was attached to it before an individual sinned, helps us to understand the significance of the violation caused by a sin. Every sin causes the influence of the lower hay of the tetragrammaton of Yudke Vavke to descend lower into exile and also violates all four letters of God's name. In other words, not only the hay, but the previous three letters as well. And though the soul of man is first drawn from the internal life force of God's ineffable name, and it then experiences a process of descent through the process of the letters of creation, the letters of Elikim, which represent the divine in nature so that it can be enclosed in a body, it does always remain connected to the internal life force so as to constantly be considered a part of the name Havaya, even as the soul is enclosed in a physical body. That precisely is the qualitative value of man's soul over all other created entities, though the root of all creation is from the name Havaya, as the Altarev explains at length in Tanya, that the explanation for the name Havaya is that God gives life and existence to everything in a manner of ayin, no-thingness, to yesh, somethingness. As such, the name Kim serves only to contract the energy of the name Havaya by concealing it. And a Jew's soul is outstanding in that even after its descent, via the letters of the name Alekim to become enclosed in a body in this lowly world, it remains bound up and connected to the name Havaya. Where do we see the uniqueness of the soul of man and its eternal connection with the name Havaya vis all other created entities. It would seem we could answer that based upon what the Alpha teaches in Tanya, that the world appears to exist according to the laws of nature due to the concealment of the light of the supernal name Havaya that transcends nature, brought about by the divine name Malachim, which is numerically equivalent to the word Hateva, the nature. Accordingly, we could therefore suggest that the value in the bond of man's soul, as it exists and clothed in a body in this world with the name Havaya, is that a Jew's existence, both as a people and on a personal level, reveals a relationship that is beyond the rules of nature. But this suggestion would speak only to a difference in level, as in lower and higher like the difference between the creatures of the heavens and the creatures of the earth, and not to a difference that is vastly and consistently and wholly greater than the connection that exists with all other creations. Like the difference between the heavenly hosts and the earthly hosts, where the creations of the heavens reveal a greater level of the divine than the creations of the earth, so that one can lift up one's eyes to witness who has created this all. It would be the same if we were to suggest that the qualitative value of the souls of man over the hosts of the heaven is in observation and obvious. When we see that the Jewish nation, which is like a lamb, surrounded by 70 wolves, and it survives, and we witness this protection of Jews' private existence as well, or witnessing godliness revealed in a more open and immediate manner than what could be seen in the heavenly hosts. Additionally, and more specifically, the explanation we have given only highlights how the soul of man reveals Havaya, the beyond nature aspect of God's protection of our nation, but does not speak to how we are an actual part of God's divine, divine name. Hence, the Altareba adds, therefore the angels are called like a And he quotes three different verses in order to clarify for us what difference what that difference is between the soul of man and all of the creations, including the heavenly hosts, which speak to a greater revelation of God, and including angels. There's an essential difference in their very composition. The reason why angels are called by the divine name, is because there too, there is a revealed level of godliness. In other words, Not only do they reveal that there is a divine light that gives them existence, where one can witness the source of their creation, their constant state of alignment with God's will and a readiness to fulfill their divine mission announces the revelation of godliness. In this way, regarding the revelation of God in a state of concealment, angels are loftier than the souls of men in their earthly consciousness. In this earthly state, the souls of men are not referred to by God's name. And not even as Elaikim. And we see this practically as a soul enclosed in a body in this world can be engaged in an activity that negates God's will, unlike angels who are always ready to fulfill their divine mission. So, explaining that all created entities, including angels, who are always ready to fulfill their divine mission and are always aligned with God's will, are yet of the name Elaikim, tells us that their energy is of the name Elaikim. The external life force of God and the life force of the souls of men, even as it's enclosed in a physical body, is of the name Havaya. And in order to explain the difference in the life force between the souls of man and all other created beings, including angels, despite the fact that all creation is rooted in the life force of Avaya, and including the fact that also the souls of man descended through the letters of the Ten Utterances, the Altareba quotes these three verses where angels are called alakim, three verses that speak of three levels of angels, in the three worlds of Bria, Yitzirah, and Asiyah, as per the three levels of letters that give existence to these three levels of angel. Let's look more deeply at the three verses and explain how their individual content references the three levels of angel. In the first verse, the angels are connected to the souls of Israel. The first verse, Hashem Kechem, God, your God, the God of the souls of Israel, who elekeho elekim. He is the God of angels who are called alike him. This is different to the latter two verses, the Altar quotes, though the second verse, hoidu l'elekei <inaudible> give praise to the God of Elekim is superior to the third verse. In that, in the second verse, angels are called Elekim. And in the third, only b'nei Alekim, <inaudible> the children of angels. When the verse refers to angels as Elekim directly, it indicates a higher level of divine revelation than when they're referred to as in addition, in the second verse we read the words referencing the aspect of Elikim that is higher yet that is higher yet than Elikim is, the source, higher than Elikim. So in the first verse where angels are connected with the souls of Israel, this refers to angels of the world of Bria, the world of thought, where there is a connection and that the nation of Israel arose in God's thought. Indeed, souls are the life force of the world of Bria, creation, are of the life force of the world of Bria, creation. All angels of the world of Bria are indeed considered malachim el exalted angels. In the second verse, where the name Elohim, The reference to angels is not connected to souls, yet the divine is more prominent and revealed within them. This references angels of Yetzirah, of the world of formation, or fashioning, as the world of formation is a world of revelation, as is understood via the words Yetzir or in Isaiah, and God fashions light. And in the third verse, where the name of the referring to angels is not in a strong state of revelation, speaks of the angels of the world of Asiya, the world of action. This explanation, however, alone is not sufficient, because according to what we said, the difference in expression or wording between the second and the verses and the third verses allude only to the way the angels receive their divine life force. The difference being that in the world of Yitzira, the divine life force is more revealed than in the angels of the world of asiya But according to Reblevich's explanation, that their life force stems from the three facets of letters, and that within the name of Akim, the letter experience of the name Two, there are varying levels, we understand that in the individual verses that the Alta quotes, there is an allusion to the three levels within the letters. This can be explained as follows. In the letters of Mahshava, unspoken, but the root of the spoken words, and of the words of action are incorporated all three levels of letters, of thought, of speech, and of action incorporated into the letters of speech, are the letters of action, thus two levels of the letters. And in the letters of the world of action, only one level, the world of action itself. Accordingly, what is understood as a reference to these three levels of speech within the three verses. The first verse, speaking on the level of Machshava, the name Elikim is mentioned three times. In the second verse, in regards to the letters of the level of thought, the name is mentioned only twice. And in the third verse, in the letter of action, the name is mentioned only once. I'm going back, is in regards to the letters of the level not of thought, but of speech. Now, we understand how quoting these three verses. Has, gives us a clearer explanation regarding the essential difference between the souls of man and creation, including angels. Just as in the three levels of letters of the name of Lekim, the letters of Dibor speech do not include the letters of thought, which is the root of thought. And just as in the letters of action, there's no component of speech, and the letters of action contain no component there of speech at all, so too it is regarding the name Havaya and Aleikim. Via the enclosing of the name of Havaya and the name Aleikim, thus contracting and concealing the energy of the name Havaya, it is as though the name Havaya is not present in its essential state before it is enclosed in the name Aleikim. And yet, though the contraction and the concealment of Shem is only as regards to the lower worlds, but certainly not in any state of concealment of absolute godliness, it is experienced as an actual state of concealment in this world. And thus, in the divine life force that enlivens and gives existence to creation, as it's experienced in creation, vitality and the quality of the name Havaya is not experienced, rather it is experienced as the vitality of the name Aleikim. And therein lies the difference between the souls of man and the other created entities, including angels. The vitality of angels is from the name Aleikim. Experiences though there is no aspect of the name Havaya. In the name of the Kim itself, in regards to the vitality of the angels of Yitzira, composed only of the letters of speech divested of the aspect of thought and the life force of the angels of the world of Asiya, action, there is no aspect of the letters of speech, of the creative letters of speech, but only of action, but the souls of man, even after the soul's descent into the world of action. Into a body, via the letters of "Let us make man," nase adam, the vitality of the name of Havaya is what vitalizes the soul.